we are talking about living in vi continuous victory, living in continuous victory. The Easter story is the biggest victory ever achieved in the history of mankind. You know what we are celebrating today, really, is the victory of Jesus over the things that held mankind captive, over sin, over sin, over the devil, over the world, the things that kept us and took us away from God. He came to restore us to, in, to fellowship with God. He came to break the powers of these things and to set us free. And he told us that nothing can set us free except the Son himself. And he said, when the Son sets you free, then you are, you are free indeed. And the greatest evidence of this victory is the fact that he rose. His resurrection is the greatest evidence that sin couldn't hold him, they couldn't hold him, devil couldn't hold him, they couldn't hold the war, couldn't hold him, all that hatred and things couldn't hold him. He broke all those things and rose up from the dead, from, came out of the grave. That's the greatest evidence that Jesus defeated these things for us. And then as we've been saying this week, this uh, days, Jesus already won the victory for us, brethren. And we sing it all the time. He has given us what? Victory. We sing it all the time. Again, like I was saying, let's, let's not just be singing things that really just slips. Let's sing what we know. Let's sing by faith. He has given us victory. Not going to. He got this victory not for himself. Jesus never did one single thing for himself. Everything he did was for you and for me. He has given us victory, and we say, I will lift him higher. So you cannot put your victory in the future. You cannot do that. If he has given you victory, then you can't be writing and talking about victory. Oh, the victory will come. No, no, the victory is already yours. And so, there are some questions somebody might ask. I'm facing challenges. How can I say I have victory when the issue is still outstanding? How does this victory apply to this kind of situation? Is it not when the issue is resolved that I can talk of victory? That could be a, a legitimate question. And that could be why some people keep putting up their victory and expect a victory. Even in conversation, they say, yeah, God will give me victory. Oh, yeah, God will do it. Oh, yeah, God will and God will and God will. Can I remind us something? That we Christians speak and walk by faith. And the Bible says that faith calleth those things that are not things you can't see as if they were. So you can't call your victory and say it's in the future. You have to call it as if they were, as if they it exist, and because it does exist. You don't walk by sight. It's not what you see that determines your victory. It's what God told you. That's what faith is all about. And so we can't talk like that and say, well, now, until I see the thing resolved, then I talk of victory. No. Abraham called it so before he saw it. Remember, it's what you call you are going to have. If you say you don't have victory, that's what you're going to have. If you put your victory to the future, that's it. Okay, he will give me victory Monday. Tuesday comes, he will give me victory. Wednesday, he will give. So you never really have it. And remember that your hope is not your victory. Hope is future. Faith is your victory. Faith is now. Faith is what? You can't believe what hasn't happened. You can only believe what has happened. You hope for what hasn't happened but you believe for what has happened. So Jesus has really given us victories. So no matter what I'm facing, I can declare that I have victory over that. I can declare it that I have victory over that. So let's look at the scriptures. 1 John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh this world. And this is the victory now that overcometh this world, even our faith. Now it defines the faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Who believes that Jesus is the Son of God implies that you have to believe that he's the one that defeated the devil, defeated sin, defeated the world. You have to believe he has already, already done these things and rose from the dead. 
He is the son of God. The Bible says he was proved to be the son of God by his resurrection. By his resurrection. By, he said it. He said, this is the sign you will see. Like Jonah was in the belly for three days. He said, that's the sign of the son of God. That I am the son of God. By his resurrection. He was declared and proved to be the son of God by the, by the spirit of God by his resurrection. By his resurrection. And that's what we're celebrating today. That he is the son of God who got me victory and got you victory in the face of whatever the victory is still relevant. It's still ours. So that answers that question. So you can't say, oh, until I see that issue resolved, then I'll say that. No, 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 no. It is that victory you have that resolves that issue. It's the victory Jesus gave you that resolves the issue. So if, if, you, if you hold on to your victory, the issue will be resolved. That victory was given to you to be able to resolve that issue. We're going to talk about it much, much later down, down the line. Now look at Romans 5.2. Because of our faith, not because of anything else we do, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. That's when Jesus comes back, he's talking about. But the faith of God, the faith we have, is what brought us into this privilege of victory. Not anything you do, brother. Can we stop trying to duplicate what Jesus did? If I already have victory, what in the world do you think I'm going to do to produce that victory again? It's all these things we do. And we start doing that and we fail. You can't set aside the victory given to you and try to think, oh, it's my prayer that will give me victory. It's my deeds that will give me. Oh, those things are very important as long as they go along the line of faith. As long as they go along the line of faith, reaffirming the victory you have. But if you think you are going to do something else to produce victory, I need to disappoint you. You will succeed. Because except the son sets you free, you won't be free. It's, you can't deal with the devil. You are no match to him. You can't deal with sin. You are no match to him. You are no match to him. It's the greater one that is the answer. Jesus is always the answer. So we can't move away from what Jesus has accomplished for us as Christians. That's, that's our Christianity really. Like we said on Friday. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. But some, we move away from them, thinking, oh, Lord, I'm going to do. You can't do nothing, absolutely. He said, without me, you can do nothing. There's nothing you can add, nothing you can do. As long as your prayer is not a prayer of faith, you produce nothing. Prayer of faith is a prayer that believes what Jesus has done. That is based foundation is on the rock itself. The foundation is Christ. No other foundation can you lay. That's why it says, if my words abide in you, then you can begin to pray. You can't pray outside his word and, be, and pray successfully, because there won't be faith right there. So, it, you, let's not try to uh, produce victory and then take this glory. It's, it, this thing will take four, four nine videos. Ready? So, now you're boasting. So, those things you do, those things we do, that's what finished Peter. Jesus said, Peter, I have prayed for you. Peter said, no, 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 no. I will not deny you. Jesus said, no. The only reason you come back is what I've done, not what you are doing. And Peter said, okay, I'll show you. Then he drew his sword. It wasn't long. Peter was cursing, denying Jesus. The only reason Peter came back was what Jesus did. I have prayed for you, I've interceded for you, Peter. When you come back because of my interceding for you, then you restore your brethren. Peter didn't get it. He pulled the sword. That's what we do. We pull things we do, jing, 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 and fall flat. Don't change in character. You are still bound by things. Things you knew you with before you got saved, you're still knew about it. It's no new life showing. Victories don't come. Because the Bible says, the victory, our victory is our faith in the Son of God. That's our victory. That's our victory. And so, we can't walk by sight. And remember that if we don't walk by faith, we really fail. Look at this scripture. This scripture tells us all of it. Romans 9.32. 
Why is it that they failed? Wherefore, because they sought it not by faith. Because they sought it not by faith. But as it were by the works of the law. For they stumbled at the stumbling stone. They, st they fell over. They tripped over. Jesus is the rock of the, the rock. And they tripped over him. They were not looking at him. They were not watching. They were bothered about what they are going to do. Their works, their works, their works. The Bible said they fell. They stumbled. You cannot win by the works you do. You stand by faith. By faith we stand. The shield of faith will quench every fairy that of Satan. Not the shield of hope. Let me do hoping that will give me victory tomorrow. No, sir, you lost it already. You really lost it already. So, next question is, so the thing that brings this confusion is, some of the, so the we read Ephesians 16 and say, see, pastor, did you read that? We restore. See, I need to rest. Really? If you need to rest, then Jesus didn't win. He fought half the battle and left you half. So, you can now come and wrestle and win. So they quote it. We wrestle against principalities and past. So, brethren, let's now wrestle. <laughs> and they start wrestling. And all of them are stumbling. All that noisy stuff people do. Do you go to, do you understand that sometimes we, 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 we cover up ourselves? Sometimes we just pretend all is well. We just pretend. We're not really experiencing real, real freedom. So, this is the scripture that people don't understand. And by the grace of God, you will understand it today. You see that everything boils down to what Jesus did on the cross. Now, this scripture in Ephesians 16, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. We should be strong in the Lord, not in ourselves. And in the power of God. Christ is the power of God. Put on all, all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. Oh, the armors of God, not the armors of men. Not what men produce. It's God's armor. Listen, this is my stuff, man. It's mine. <laughs> it's mine. It's God's armor. It comes from God. It doesn't come from you. You don't have any armor except God's armor. So put on all God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Let's continue to read. Verse 12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So we zoom out. Did you read that? So let's fight them. Brethren, get ready with, to fight them. <laughs> Wasting your time, my friend. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. I think I put Amplified there. Can you put Amplified for me, please? I didn't put New Living Translation. Okay, it's New Living Translation. That's okay. That's okay. Verse 14. New Living Let's finish it. Verse 14. Now, let's look, at the, uh, let's look at the weapons of God. This is where you've got to get this thing. You can't miss it here. Every weapon that God listed here is what Christ did on the cross. Every weapon of your, that God said, this is the weapon I'm handing you, is the victory that Jesus gave you. Every weapon God was pointing to is the, is the gospel. Every of them. God is referring you back to the gospel and said, this is the victory you fight with. I gave you this victory. So you use the victory I got you to deal with this thing. Every weapon. And let's look at it now. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of what? Truth. Who is truth? Jesus is the, the truth. So Jesus is the, is the power of God. He's the arm of God. You put on your faith in Christ, belt of truth, and the body armor of God's what? Righteousness. What did the gospel tell us? The first message of the gospel is that hearing is the righteousness of God revealed that Jesus gave us his righteousness because his blood washed us clean. Listen, look at those weapons. 
For shoes, put on peace that comes from what? The good news. Peace that comes from knowing what Jesus has done. Good news so that you will be fully prepared. Continue. Let's look at the weapons. In addition to all of this, hold up the shield of faith. What faith? This is the faith that overcomes he that believes in the Son of God. Faith in the Son of God. Everything is about Jesus. This weapon is not your noise making and you're stamping on the floor and all those things that human beings do. It's not your fasting, it's not your night vision. None of them is listed here. Why are we trying to change the word of God? The Bible says if you do that, your name will be struck out of the list of blessed people. It will take now. People want, they want glory. They want to you see, see, see what I did. God will share his glory with you. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Continue. Let's continue. Put on salvation. What is salvation? The freedom Jesus gave you. Put it on. The victory he gave you. Put it on. As your helmet covers your head and take the word of the spirit. Oh, are you kidding me? The word of the spirit, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In Revelation, Jesus was called the word of God. John called him the word of life. In the beginning was the word, and the word was uh, with God, and the word became flesh. So who is the word? Jesus. The word is the gospel. The gospel, the power of God, is the word. Every weapon there is cross. It's what Jesus is the weapon of God. God fought this battle on the cross. He showed us this is the weapon I'm giving. Your faith in my son. Your salvation I gave you. The truth I gave you. We read it, we don't get a revelation, we don't understand it, we zoom out and start doing all these things, ritualism that people do. Let me tell you, if not the cross, what is your victory? Is it all those things? People think it's noise that, ah, the anointing moved. Why? Because there was noise. You don't know God well. <laughs> the Bible talked about still small voice. When they thought God would come and the noise, it came in the still small voice. I've said it here and I keep saying it. Stop trying to locate God with noise and what people do. God is not noise. God is the spirit. Don't try to locate God with what people do, what, what you do. God is a spirit. His word is a spirit. Want to locate God? Look at what the word, point, the GPS of God is his word, showing you where he is. And what. He said, I live in the light. If you want to find me, come in the light. I'm not in darkness. Jesus is the light. The word, he said, I am, I, in the, I am light. You want to have fellowship with me? Live in the light. Look at me. The word is light. But we have had all my ritualisms introduced into religion, into Christianity, that the Bible is not, there's no ritualism in, ritualism in Christianity. It's only faith in Christ. That's all. Only believe. Then you see the glory of God. Believe what? Believe the gospel. The weapons we see now. It's everything Jesus did on the cross. Praise the Lord. The Bible calls Jesus the power of God. He is the one Isaiah is talking about, Isaiah 53.1, who has believed our what? Report. And read the whole of Isaiah 53. The report is about the cross. About the cross. How God laid on him our iniquities. Did this and then made us righteous. As I say, if you believe this report, then the arm of the Lord will be revealed. That Jesus is the arm of the Lord. Will be revealed. Who has been? It, it, the, you see, the Bible said those who perish, he looks foolish to them. <laughs> is it what I will believe? Say, so looks foolish to them. First Corinthians one eighteen. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. 
Oh, they can't trust it because you know there's no... The things of God is not always spectacular, brethren. It's not always dramatic. Not always... How did you see Jesus in the cross being beaten, pierced him? Did he look like victory? God said, that's the wisdom of God being displayed here. That's the wisdom of God at work. Did he look, did he look like victory? And they put him in the grave. Did he look like the victory? But the Bible says he conquered Satan right there. And made a public show of him. Publicly displayed him right there. The wisdom of God. Christ, the wisdom of God. At, at displayed. Overcoming the, the wisdom of Satan. Where love overcame hatred. Brethren. The love of God defeated it all. Defeated it. He overcame evil with good. Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are. You see, this is your hour and the time of darkness. This devil is going to do his worst now. But I lay down my life because I love you. My love is going to overcome this hatred and this wickedness of Satan. I'm going to go with love. God is love. I'm going to go with the fullness of God right there. We don't have another weapon. Except that one that looks foolish to people. But that's a parrot. He says, for the preaching of the gospel of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God at work. That's the weapon of God. That's the weapon of God. Only believe you see the glory of that and how did Jesus accomplish this victory? It's so simple now. Remember that sin is the problem. Sin caused all the wahala we're talking about. Sin. In Romans 5, 17, for the sin of this, this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. See? Sin of Adam. Romans 1, Romans 5, 17. Romans 5, 17. For the sin of this one one man, Adam, caused death to rule over me. Sin opened the door to the devil and, the, and death to rule. But even greater now is God's wonderful grace, his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it, we live in triumph over, number one, sin, number two, death, through this one man, Jesus Christ. This is sin opened the door for the devil. Opened the door for, for that's what the Bible says, that's what the the strong man trusted in is the sin of Adam and the sin that we commit. That's what opened the door. And then death began to rule. Remember what we said the other day? We talked about, about this, the law of life and Christ Jesus setting us free from the law of sin and death. This will make it clearer to you. For sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule. So the law of sin and death is that sin opens the door to death. But when Christ Jesus, and God, Jesus has given us the gift of righteousness, and he said, those who receive this gift of righteousness now, righteousness now, for all who receive it will live in triumph now over sin and death. So the law of sin and death does not work in you. Because you receive the righteousness that Jesus gave you, you are no more under judgment of sin or condemnation. You are now righteous in the eyes of God. The Bible says you can now reign instead of death reigning over you, instead of sin reigning over you, you reign over sin, you reign over death. The law of sin and death does not operate in the life of a Christian. Unless you don't know it, unless you don't believe it, then they run roughshaws over you. You receive the gifts of righteousness. You are the one now reigning over them. It's sin. Look at um, Romans 5, 12. Verse 12. Did we read it? Twelve, twelve. Romans 12. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. You see, there was a time sin was not in the world. Sin now entered the world. Adam's sin brought death. So simple. Sin brought death. <clears throat> sin. It brought death. So death spread to everyone. For everyone sinned. And you know, sin being the cause, Jesus came and wiped it away. <laughs> Took away sin. And when he dismantled sin, Satan lost what he, he sold. He lost it. 
Because when Adam sinned, that's when sin entered. And Adam's sin brought death. And the devil kills. Brings sickness. Brings destruction. So they are, they are brothers. Devil came to execute death. Before Adam sinned, the serpent was there, but he didn't do anything, couldn't do anything. It was that sin that brought him into the picture. So when Adam's sin entered into the world and death began to rule, the devil began to rule. In fact, actually, Adam handed over everything to the devil. When he obeyed the devil, the Bible said, to whom you yield yourself to obey, you become his, his servant. When he obeyed the devil, he lost his authority. The devil took it over and became the God of this world. Actually, told Jesus that all these things were given to me. He said, your Bible he said it was given to me. Somebody gave it to me. All this authority, you see, I'm, I'm, somebody, it was given to me. So sin handed him this. Obedience to the devil, sin handed over these things to him. And Jesus came. And dealt with sin. I want you to see how. That's when you plead the blood of Jesus, you should know what you're talking about. When you plead the blood of Jesus, what you're saying is sin has no power over me. The blood washes me clean. My high priest Christ is before God ministering on my behalf with his blood. You can't devil. You can't devil. You cannot. You can't execute this judgment because the blood of Jesus covers me. The power of sin is destroyed in my life. Because Jesus is right now ministering before God with his blood as our great high priest. How can the devil penetrate that? Except we don't believe that. So you need to understand how this, this victory was won for us so that you can begin to really appreciate it. And then with understanding, understanding, declare it to be true in faith. Because you, you know that the blood of Jesus has cleansed you of all unrighteousness. And Jesus is right now ministering before God on your behalf, man, on your behalf with his blood. His blood is speaking for me, interceding for me, pleading for me right now. How can the devil pass that? That's why God said, when I say the blood, I pass over you. The angel of death can't touch you because the blood covers sin, but the blood washes our sin. So it, it is through dealing with our sin that Jesus conquered the devil. Look at Colossians 2, 13. Colossians 2, 13, verse... Yeah, 13. <clears throat> 13. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not caught away yet. Then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave... You see what I mean? He forgave gave what? All our sins. Let's continue. He canceled the record of the charges against us, against me, and against you. Took it and away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, when he dealt with our sin, in this way, he disarmed. What was the devil trusting in? The sin. He was disarmed. He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his, by his victory over them on the cross, by his blood. When he shed his blood, he washed our sins away. The devil was disarmed. He had nothing anymore. Brother, he has nothing over you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing. He can't handle the blood of Jesus. He cannot. So when people say you need to celebrate this particular day, do this particular thing, the Bible says don't worry about those things. You are complete in Christ. Can I hear amen? I want to hear people say amen. Yeah, let them know you are here. Even though you are a few, but you are many. You see, this is one thing that about reading this amazing. This is one thing about us Christians. Remember the prophet. He said, God, open this eye of this boy to see that they that are with us are greater than all this army can go open the eyes of the church to see the power of the blood. To see the incredible power of the blood. 
to see the incredible power of the mercy and grace of God. That the Bible says, because of the mercy of God, we are not consumed. The sons of Jacob are not consumed. It's that mercy that sent his son to die for you and for me, so that our blood will be washed away. And the devil is completely this after. Praise the Lord. Look at Romans 6 5. Romans 6 5. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. Six, we know that our old sinful self were crucified with Christ so that, the, that, so that sin might lose its power in our lives. When our old man was crucified, if any man is in Christ, he's a, a new creature. All things are what? Possible. So the old sinful nature was crucified. The devil lost it. Lost it. Our sins washed away. The old sinful nature crucified, cut off, gone, crucified. We rose with Jesus with new life. The one that Adam batted was crucified. The one that God batted by his spirit came alive. Born of the spirit. Born of the spirit. Not of Adam no more. Born of the Spirit, the one that God battered, the one that God created in true holiness and righteousness, came alive. And the, the devil was, oh, well, my, who is this? Yeah. Where did he come from? I can't touch him. He has the nature of God. Jesus is living in him. Back off, man. Oh, he's a child of God. Back off. <laughs> see? Back off. He's the house of the Holy Spirit. He's been bought. He belongs to Jesus. Back off. Here he comes. Back off. But you know, the one they're backing off from is afraid of them. And they stop and say, he looks like he's ignorant. He doesn't even know what happened. I think we can eat him for lunch. Because the Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of uh, knowledge. So you say, we can eat him for lunch. The Bible says, when the devil goes out, he comes back and sees the person clean. But it's empty. There's no knowledge there. There's no word there. He, say, he goes to and says, man, I saw this one man. Yeah, it's empty. Oh, it's been clean, but there's nothing in him. Let's go back and deal with him. He says, bring several more people. Say, so let's, let's make sure that before he can kick us out, this war. Because it's ignorant. And Jesus told us, very powerful stuff. In John 16, 33. John 16, 33. I have told you these things. But how, how long will Jesus be talking to us? I've told you these things. Why did he tell, tell us these things? So that in me, in me, you and me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. Don't be afraid. Corona has seen Wahala. Corona has seen Wahala. Corona has seen Wahala. And all the devil and all the cause, they've seen real Wahala. On the cross, they were defeated. And say, so in me, in me, in me, in me, you may have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, you are going to have all these trials, tribulations, and trials, and distresses, and frustration. But be of good cheer. That's what you do in the midst of it. Oh, man. This, I'm coming back to this. Remind me, oh, Lord, remind me of this place. Towards the end, if I forget. Because you are younger. You are, I think you are the youngest. Oh, now Hugo is the youngest. <laughs> Hugo is the youngest. Here. It says, it says, be of good cheer. Take courage. Be confident. Certain, undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And have conquered it for you. For I have conquered it. It's a victory given to us. The world has, there is no system in this world that will overcome a Christian. I don't care what, even they fire you from your job. He said, rejoice, be confident in me now. I will open a new door for you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Your job is not your provider. Your source is not closed. Jesus said at that time, be of good cheer. 
Is that when you go calling your friends? Talk, 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 talk. Be of good cheer. This world has no system that can harm you. I have deprived them of the ability to harm you. I have conquered them. The victory of Jesus. I mean, I just feel like dancing. He has conquered all of them. All this war system. The problem is now, he said, don't love their system. Don't follow them. You can't have fellowship with them and not be affected by them. You can't. So you start loving their system, loving what they do. We are, we are rag like them. What you are telling their God is that I love you. And you start having fellowship with them. You are not in fellowship with God anymore. Because God is in the light. If you want fellowship with God, you remain in the light. When you send signal to them that I love you, what you do, you have fellowship with them. You have fellowship with works of darkness. You have affinity with them. You can't escape their influence. Because you walk smack into, into their house. Remember, the prodigal son left the father's house and walked smack into darkness. And started eating with pigs. You can't do that as a Christian. Because you're, hurt, you're hurting yourself. It's not God causing it. You just gave up on what God gave you. Because you prefer the world. You are going to have fellowship with pigs. Let's call a spread a spread. You can't be living like the world and they spread victory. It doesn't work. The Bible says, come out from among of them. And be separate. Now, I can now walk with you. I can't, the, the prodigal son, no matter how the father loved him, the father couldn't come to, those, to their peak place until he left that peak place and came back to the father. The fellowship was restored. So the summary of all of this, Colossians 1.13, <clears throat> for he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. We can't walk back to the kingdom of the devil. He purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Luke 1, Luke 1, 74. Luke 1, 74. That he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. A holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Brilliant. The head of the snake has been cut off. The head of the snake has what? Been cut off. Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head. The head of the snake has been bruised. What is the meaning of bruised? I went to find out. It says to crush. You know, we, we use bruise when you bruise your arm or something. But that bruise, see, see the medical even, the medical thing about bruising. It says, it says, an injury appearing as an area of discolored skin on, this, on the body caused by a blow or impact, rupturing underlying blood vessels. Rupturing underlying, the devil bled to death. And in terms of food, you can use the word bruise to mean crush food. Bruise food, you crush it. So God knew what he was talking about. That there's going to be a blow on the head of the devil and the head of the snake has been cut. It's not recovering from it. You want to see what Jesus did? Look at what God did with Pharaoh. Took his army plus Pharaoh into the river and covered them up. He said, this Egyptian you see, you shall see them when God fights, he doesn't fight second time. <laughs> God fights once and for all. So this battle was won once and what? See that Egyptian called the devil, shall see them no more. But you can't play into their deceit. Huh? Or begin to go into their world and live your life there. You know? <clears throat> so the fight we are told to fight, really, is the fight of faith. It's the fight of faith. That's what we are told to fight. That's the fight to keep your faith. 1 Timothy 6, 12. Fight the good fight of the faith. That's the fight. Fight the good fight to keep your faith. Fight the fight of the faith. Then he told us how. Number one, lay hold on 
of the eternal life to which you were summoned. Make sure you, you hold on to the life of Christ he gave you. You can't, live, you can't eat in the table of the devil and the table of the Christ. You're called to come out and live a Christian life. Stay in the light. Lay hold of this eternal life. Don't live a mismultitude life. I've said it, if, 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 if your life is manifesting the worst of the flesh and it doesn't bother you, I don't, know to, I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say. I, honestly, I don't know what to say. It doesn't bother you. Uncontrolled anger doesn't bother you. People can't talk to you. Before they talk to you, they go and pray. It doesn't bother you. Lustful lifestyle doesn't bother you. Pornography doesn't bother you. Greed, money doesn't bother you. You are insensitive to those things. I want to talk about it. Paul said, lay hold on the eternal life Christ gave you. That's the beginning of this thing. I said it. The Bible said above all things, lay hold on this thing. Live in the life, light. Let the life of Christ come out of you. The life he gave you. Lay hold. And then in lay hold, you lay hold of the victory too. Possess the victory. It's your victory. Possess the victory. It's your victory. Possess it. And he said, and for which you confess the good confession of faith before many witnesses. The second thing you do is that you confess a confession of faith. You, you don't go murmuring. You don't go be, <laughs> you don't call, look, let me tell you, if you're engaged in this things, I will advise you, please, stop talking to people. Don't talk to people about it. They are not supposed to confess those things. You are supposed to confess, he says, good confession of faith. Good confession of faith is the good news. That's what you are supposed to be saying. You confess the good confession of faith. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Declare your victory. Because the fight of faith, listen to this now, is because the devil wants you to doubt your faith by what he's doing. I say, see, you don't have victory. You say, no, I have victory. So you know you don't have victory. See, see if you have victory, see what I'm doing. See this. And this is getting worse. Oh, it's getting worse. He wants to dislodge your faith. But you have to insist that the victory is yours. So you confess it. You say so. They want you to change what you're saying. They want you to doubt it. That's why you must get familiar with the word so that in the midst of these pressures, you still identify it as true and confess it as true. You don't shake and say, maybe it's no more true. Ah, if, oh, maybe. No. You know it's true. It's not going to change. You make a good confession of faith. So you resist the devil with that thing. He wants you to doubt it. He say, no, how can I doubt Jesus? Devil. He gave me victory over you. Don't you see what you are suffering? Don't you see the victory he gave you? And the Bible says, I gave you. It's that victory he gave you that you used to overcome that thing. It's that victory. Faith is your shield. Faith in that victory. In the Son of God. You use that victory. Confessing that victory is what you used to overcome this thing. It's your weapon that God gave you. The weapons of your warfare, they're not kind of. It's that weapon of salvation, that weapon of, of the word of God, the weapon of uh, the truth. The truth is that he has given me victory. It's that weapon he gave you. The weapons of your welfare that you use and build that shield of faith. And with that, all the arrow of lies is throwing, it's falling down. You insist on it. You fight it. You persist in it. You are not taking down my faith. I am not changing my word. Because, you know, if you change it, you have what you say. They want you to say their own so that they, have, they begin to affect you. No, no, no. I'm going to say the one of God. I'm going to declare the word of God. Like Jesus, it is written. It is written. It is written. It's not a lie. It is written. Whatever is written in my life, it is written. No, and, and, there, is no, and there, is, there is nothing you can do to change. That's, that's fight of faith. It doesn't mean trials won't come. Those trials come to make you doubt that you are healed. Doubt that you are blessed. 
doubt that God has made you a new creature. But you insist. Is, those victory, is that victory that you use to overcome? Is that truth you use to overcome the lies of the devil? Is that word? Is that word? Is that word? The living Christ. Is that living Christ? You raise up. You lift him up. And confess him before the world. Before the devil. Say so what he did is true. It's true. It's true. Devil is true. That's right of it. Then he pulls the fire more. He says, I say, don't care. It's true. <laughs> you use that victory. Overcome the thing. Hit it. And when they say that they can't, you're not about to change your mind, they leave you alone. But I want to give us, this sermon I think I finished next Sunday by the grace of God. There's a lot of stuff I agree to share. Yeah, let me give us some things we need to remind ourselves of. First Peter 5, 8 says, is this, is this, we will stand with this victory. First Peter 5, 8. Be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. For that, that enemy of yours, the devil roams around like a lion, looking like fierce, looking in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour their faith. Now, wants to devour their faith. But what did he say? We stand him before me in your faith. Don't change what you believe God has done. Before me in your faith, against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable, and determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the whole world. Then, number, something I want to suggest to you is this. Go back and get reinforcement. Because sometimes they, this thing can be fierce. Always get reinforcement. Carry your Bible privately. Go to Jesus and you and Jesus and say, Lord, open my eyes afresh to this truth. To this truth. I want fresh armor. Go and reinforce your armor. Go and get more weapon. Go there and say, Lord, reinforce. You know what they call renew your mind? Renew is to refresh. You have a license. You go and renew it. You, you say, Lord, I need to refresh, refresh my spirit, refresh my understanding. Give me a fresh insight. A renew my vision. Renew my understanding. Because sometimes in this, this battle, it's fading away. It's fading away. You go back, carry your back. Don't call your friends. Because some of them are looking for stories to tell. Carry your Bible, go like Mary and sit before Jesus and say, Lord, you are still the strength of my life. Renew my strength, Lord. Give me fresh strength in the inner man. And refresh, renew my, renew my heart with this truth, Lord. I will not deny you, but not by my strength. Father, strengthen me afresh. Strengthen me anew. Strengthen me, Father. Like the, the, the disciple prayed, they said, Behold, they are threatening. And God said, Yeah, I saw it. And God anointed them. And they came out with great power and great grace. You come out with great power and great grace. You are a child. You are dangerous. You come out with great power from the presence of the Almighty God. And the anointing of God is oozing out of you. Yeah, you say it is written. It's different. It's now different. It's different. Because you'll be recharged. The, the Bible said the, 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 the anointing came upon them afresh and they went out with great power. They went out with great grace. That's what you want to do. Lord, behold what is going on. Lord, I need fresh anointing. I need you to strengthen me in the end of man. Father, give me a fresh revelation of this truth. That's renewing your mind. You know it. That's why I don't say I've been a Christian 18 years. No, you go back. You go back. You need to go back. I say, Lord, in the midst of this, renew my faith. Medit open that scripture. Repeat it. Part of meditating is saying it. Because as you are saying it, you won't forget it. You begin to say it to yourself. Read it. I did it. I did it. Over and over. Over and over. I'm trying to refresh it. Trying to reaffirm it. Trying to restamp it. So I come out with my passport. It's stamped. It's new. It's not time to call your friends and start talking what is useless. Some of them don't even know what they're talking about. And then number two thing I want to remind us. No matter the, the sermon you are hearing anywhere, you must go back to Bible. If you don't, you lose. I'm telling you, you must go back to that word that Holy Spirit wrote. There's nothing more powerful than the Bible. You must go back to it. Open it afresh on your knees. I said, Lord, Teach me afresh. I need to see it anew. I need to refresh it. Always, the sermons you hear are wonderful. 
They are then do. But the real deal is the Bible. You must go back to your Bible. You can't keep it away. Can be say I'm hearing. No, no. Go back to your Bible. Open it up. This is the word of the living God. God has exalted this above his name. I got to lift it up and say, Lord, I'm sitting like Mary. I'm sitting like Mary. I need us to talk. Feed me. Feed me, Lord. Strengthen me, Lord. Lord, I trust in you. You are the strength of my life. You are my helper. Open my eyes. And that's where God can even begin to reveal to you some things that are stopping you. He begins to show you great and mighty things you don't even know about. So we make a good confession. Good confession. And we can't draw back and give up. Look at uh, Hebrew 10, 36. No, you can't change that thing. Hey, no, 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 you don't go there. You can't go back. Hebrew 10, 36. For you have need of patience. See, you have need of patience. After you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise now. 37. For a, yet a little while, and he that shall come, will come. I will not tarry. 38. Now the just shall live by faith. Just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back now, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition. You lose. God said it doesn't give me pleasure to see you lose. But of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Keep your faith. Murmuring will draw in the devil. 1 Corinthians 10, 10. 1 Corinthians 10, 10. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured, and were destroyed by the destroyer. See? Complaining. Some people can infect you. We talk of coronavirus. Some people infect you with murmuring. You don't, I'm telling you, if you have issues, keep it. Don't go talking to brah, brah, Some people will infect you with unbelief. All men have no faith. Have no faith, the Bible says. Don't let them infect you with the virus of unbelief. You start murmuring and complaining. Even sometimes you get angry with God. The Bible says the devil, the destroyer, you are handing over yourself. Because you are confessing what is it. The other thing you need to do, brethren, it's time to praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's time to what? Praise the Lord. Why? For the victory. That's that scripture I say, remind me, Lord. I say, remind me, I don't want to. What, who remembers that scripture? Maybe my wife does. Honey, that scripture, I said I'll come back to. I said I need to come back to that. What Paul said. Eh? 33? John 16, 33. Let's put it back there. Hey, it's time to praise the Lord. Just put it. I told my daughter to remind me if he did. <laughs> he said, this is, uh-oh. Put the one you put before, let me see. The one that you just put. Yeah. He said, this is, I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have this tribulation. But be, of, it's time to be of good cheer. It's time to pull up your tambourine and be of good cheer. It's time to praise, brethren. It's always time to praise. These are times you have prayed and asked for strength. You come out and declare the word. You lift up your hand in worship. That's what you do. I will praise thee, oh my Savior. I will praise thee, oh my Savior. I will praise thee, oh my Savior. I will praise thee forevermore. Hallelujah. I will praise you, oh my healer. I will praise you, oh my healer. I will praise you, oh my healer. I will praise you forever. Hallelujah. I will praise you, my Lord. You get up and say, it's time to pray. Be of good cheer. That's what Jesus said. It's time to demonstrate it. Paul said, Paul said, Paul said, Paul said. It's amazing. See what Paul said. Paul said in Colossians 1.12, always thanking the Father. I don't have time for more than any other thing. This man saw Pepe. 
They beat him, did everything to him. How can he say always thanking the father? Paul, is there no time? Always thanking the father? Yes, be of good cheer. I'm talking of First Colossians 1.12. That's what I read. Always thanking the father. His praise shall continually be mama. Why am I thanking for the father? Always thanking the father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light, who live in the light, who live in the light, not in darkness. Continue verse 13. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. That's always thanking the father. Can transfer us into the kingdom of his dear son. Paul, really? Yeah, none of these things move me. I'm still rescued and saved and delivered. He said, I fought the good fight of faith. They wanted me to change it. I'm not changing it. Let, let, let's read some script. These scriptures will end with 2 Chronicles 5.13. We have two more minutes. Let's make it. 2 Chronicles 5.13. It came even to pass. as This is the king that was surrounded with enemies. Surrounded with enemies. So many powerful nations. Let's see what he did. It came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one. To make one sound, to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Really? You are surrounded by enemies. They, they, they cut off your source of water, everything. And these are powerful nations. You, you, what are you going to do about it? Say nothing. Why? The battle is the Lord. <laughs> it's the Lord, it's not mine. <laughs> not? Really? Yeah. You don't believe the Lord. I say God will open our eyes. So we see that those that are with us are greater than those against us. We walk in spiritual blindness because we live in, we don't care to study the word. We, you see, if the word is not working for you, we'll see the relevance and we'll study. Look, oneness will come. Coming to church, you think, come with your life. Because it doesn't work for you. Look, what, what doesn't affect us in a way we think is positive, we don't give attention. But the word is powerful. So this man set up a choir and said, it's time to praise the, the Lord. Oh, Jesus said, be of good cheer. The man said, amen. He raised the choir. Call your wife and say, honey, it's time to... I don't know what you call your wife. Sugar or whatever. But call her whatever. It's time to praise the Lord. Say, really? Yeah. Why? Give us victory. We use this victory to fight this. thing. We declare it to be so. We worship him. Then the man, listen to what happened. 2 Corinthians 5, 13. He came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were swamped. Oh, this one is even in the worship of the temple. Let me leave that one because of time. Look at uh, no, 2 Corinthians 20, 20. Let me leave that one. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me. All of you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. See? Put your faith in Christ. Believe in the, his prophets that declare the truth to you, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. Appointed singers. Singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Holy Ghost, fire. <laughs> Men, they have been defeated and displayed publicly. They leave, they leave them alone. They have been defeated publicly. Publicly. Made a publisher of them. You have nothing to add to it except technology. So, what did they sing? What did they sing? What did they sing? They said, they said this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Yeah. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord himself, watching over his word to perform it, the Lord himself caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and Monser to start fighting among themselves. The Lord himself, 23, the armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their, against their allies of Ammon, Moab, and Sinai to start fighting among them. 23, the armies of Moab 
And Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Sinai, killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other, 24. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point, there's nothing for them to do. The battle has been won. <laughs> nothing for them to do. So when they came there, in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies. All you see is the devil that is, has been dragged around. Can't you see he's been, he's been dragged around? That's all you see. Jesus. So I made a publisher of him. Can't you see? You need to see. So after you see, he says, dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the, not a single one of them, of the army escaped. Not, the devil didn't escape. He and his cohorts were dealt with mercilessly. And then all, the, all these people did was collect spoils. That's what Israel did. When David finished Goliath, Israel went and collected spoils. Jesus came, finished the devil. He said, come and collect your blessings. What are you doing there? It's time to praise the Lord. Be of what? Good cheer. Paul said, I give thanks always. I fought this fight of faith. I finished this course. They couldn't get me to change my confidence in Christ. He is my life. He is my all and all. Nobody gets me to change my faith in him. Rooted. I said to us, be rooted and grounded too in your faith in him. Braden, I'm going to tell you something. It's time to praise the Lord. The Christians lack in praise. We only praise when we come to church. I have a very big order. And the ushers are saying, you take it easy. Stumble. So you jump the chair. <laughs> you jump, jump the chair. But all you are doing is enjoying the music. You are really entertaining. The music is fine. Because when it's between you alone and that thing, you are no more jumping. You've stopped jumping. So all that jump all this one was good music. It wasn't real. Why are you no more jumping? But he gave you victory. Time to praise the Lord. Let us pray. Precious Father, I just want to thank you for the word you gave us. Told us it's time to be of good cheer. You have deprived the world of anything that can help us. We reign over sin and death. Sin does not reign over us. And we declare, Lord, it's of your mercy that we're not consumed. You gave us the victory, the weapons of God. So we use this victory to overcome the deceit of the devil. And say to the devil, no, I got the victory. Satan, no, I have a new nature. I have a new nature. I have a new nature. You can accuse me all you want. I have a new nature. You can't change my testimony. So that this testimony will overcome. You gave us these weapons. Those weapons are not what we do. They are what you did. I pray, Lord, that you help us to understand these things. So we enter into your rest. We labor to enter into your rest. So you can experience the glory of Jesus, the victory he got us on the cross. So we can experience the new life. It's not by power, it's not by might. It's always by your spirit, merciful Father. To you be all that glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> I want to give us time. Wherever you are with your family, I want you to rise up everywhere and begin to worship the Lord. All of you here, let's just, I want to give you time to, this is the, your own worship, not my own worship. It's time for you to begin. Our praise, praise basket is empty. It's empty. I want to advise you to spend this week worshiping, mostly worshiping. Our praise basket is almost empty. We talk to God. Talk, 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 talk. Let's worship, worship, worship. Praise, 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 praise. Between now and next Sunday, do a lot of praise, a lot of worship. Jesus said, be of good cheer. Let's obey the Lord. I want you to stand up wherever you are. There's no music here. Make your own music. Talk to the Lord the way you want it. Our prayer today is worship. Worship.
Tell him anything you want to tell him. This is Easter. He got victory for you. Worship him now. Give thanks to. Let his praise be. I want you there to do what I'm saying. All of you there, do what I'm saying. You are, you're also, yeah, I want everybody to do what I'm saying. Don't miss out on what God is doing right now. Because something is happening. Don't miss out. Join in that worship. No music. Your own worship. 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 Tell him something on an Easter morning. 